welcome to the NC Chamber's newest podcast, The Business Playbook. In each episode, we provide business professionals clear, proven strategies for winning at work and moving their organizations forward, all within the time it takes to finish a cup of coffee. I'm Emmy Boyette, and I am happy to introduce my guest today, Octavio Suarez, Global Head of Seed Supply Excellence for BASF Agricultural Solutions. Prior to assuming his current role in 2018, Octavio was previously the Director of Operations for the Agricultural Solutions Business of BASF in North America since October 2012. After receiving his Bachelor's of Science degree in Chemical Engineering in Brazil, uh, he also earned an MBA in Business Management and a Master's in Organizational Psychology also in Brazil. In 2002, he came to the U.S. as a delegate and later localized, and in 2012, Octavio became a U.S. citizen. He is also the current chairman of the Board of Directors for the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. Octavio, thank you so much for joining us today for our very first Business Playbook podcast here at the NC Chamber. It is my pleasure to be here, Amy. So let's dive right in. Um, our audience today is going to be able to listen to our conversation and walk away with some really great actionable items that could help them with their, their community engagement and getting involved with their communities on an important issue. And I, I think that BASF is such a great company to look to for a case study like this because you all really put your, your money where your mouth is and you do a lot of work on the hunger front right here in North Carolina. So I think it would be really helpful just to start if you could explain how BASF is involved with this hunger issue in North Carolina and why in particular your company has chosen this issue to, to champion for us. Uh, of course, Amy, it makes a lot of sense for us. We are in the ag space. So being in the agricultural sector, we are very much supporting farmers, which in our opinion have the, the hardest, the biggest job on earth. And helping feed people, helping uh, address the challenges of feeding a hungry world, a growing population, and the absolute shortage of food that exists and will only get worse as, as, uh, as population continues to grow over time. We have been focusing on that on a number of different fronts. It is part of our business, it's part of our strategy to focus on that, but also we look at, uh, at how in the communities that we are present to try to have a positive impact. So in, specifically in North Carolina, we have been involved with the Food Bank of Central in Eastern North Carolina. I'm actually uh, currently the board chair for the, uh, for the Food Bank. Uh, also, Carrie Gray, who is our community relations manager, she serves on the Community Roundtable Advisory Board, so trying to give also a different point of view. And uh, we, we normally uh, provide uh, volunteers for events like EM Jam, Sortorama, and, and a lot of our teams use volunteering at the food bank as a team building experience for them. We also have uh, organized every year what we call the virtual food drive. We encourage our employees to donate and the company matches every dollar that is given. Uh, we have provided funds for the capital campaign phases uh, when the food bank created a new headquarters on Capitol Boulevard. Uh -huh. And uh, we also are the sponsors of its clean room, which is a kind of a unique concept. It's a room that you can vary the temperature from a refrigerator to, all the way to a freezer, and you can completely wash it down from, uh, from ceiling to floor. Uh, and, and so you can, do, uh, you can handle meats, you can handle vegetables, you can handle all kinds of things into that room. 
we also have been uh, the sponsors of the community garden at the food bank. And throughout the year, we just uh, support also with general uh, financial donations uh, to the food bank through the sure. partnership that we have with Feeding America. Sure. Well, it sounds like BASF is so involved on that front in, in many different aspects. And I know that you know we had just been talking before we started recording today about how this is a really personal issue for you. And I would love for you to just explain to our listeners why it is so important to you personally. Yeah, well, I, I'm originally from Brazil uh, and I, I didn't come from a, a very wealthy family. Uh, when my, my father was a child, uh, he lost his father. And mm. there was a time when, uh, when my, my, my grandmother, he actually, she actually was one of those people that had what people would refer to as a classical education, right? So she could speak French, could play the piano, and really no real big marketing skills, uh, uh -huh. nothing that she could actually use to get a job. Uh, other than potentially as a, as an admin or, or something like that, and, and she struggled to uh, to put food on the table while my father was growing up, uh, and, and he actually has shared there were times when he was nine, ten years old, where they just didn't have anything to eat. Mm. Uh, where my, my my grandmother would make coffee, which coffee is a staple in Brazil, uh, and thicken that coffee with flour, and that's what they would have. Oh meal, wow! Which, exactly. So. When, when you hear those kinds of stories, it, it, it makes you think about how many people out there are in similar situations and how sure. many people are, are struggling with what is going to be on the table for their kids, for their families, for their next meal. So I have always throughout my entire life believed that feeding people is a way of showing love, of sharing love. Mm. And, uh, and that has something that has carried with me for my entire professional career and also uh, in terms of volunteering and community engagement. So. I've worked at uh, soup kitchens, I've worked with uh, uh, food drives, and I've worked with Amuse on Wheels, and uh, the opportunity to be a part of the board of the food bank was something that has been extremely rewarding for me. Oh, I'm sure. And first off, thank you for sharing that. Um, it gives a lot of context to your how involved you are with this issue. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Octavio. I mean, it's, it's such a, unfortunately, a massive problem uh, not just in North Carolina, but nationwide, there are so many people that do experience that food insecurity, particularly children. Um, and it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you're if you're not healthy, it's really hard to live a fulfilled life. And so, you know, I, I, I really appreciate what you and your company are doing to, to battle this pressing issue. Um, like you've mentioned, BASF is not just a check writer when it comes to championing, championing this issue in North Carolina. You do a lot of work and bring in your employee base to help make a difference. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about the employee involvement, what all they do to help with this mission and to make a difference. And also, you know, it, whether it's a morale booster for them, could you talk about that a little bit? Oh, absolutely. When you think about uh, it, and, and I'm going to skip 2020 just because of COVID and, uh, and okay, all the yeah. restrictions that happened around it. But if I just look back at 2019, uh, just here in North Carolina, we had more than 150 BSF employees volunteering more than 350 hours at the food bank. Wow. Uh, we estimate that that has uh, led to about 140,000 meals 
uh, oh provide it to the community. Uh, and if we combine even since 2019 with the COVID and everything, the, our virtual food drive, for example, has brought in $161,000 in contributions, which BSF then matched to double it, turning it to $322,000. And it, it's just a, a tremendous amount of, of, uh, of contribution and engagement from the employees here, because that's the right. thing. I mean, if the, the employee has to come first and say, I want to contribute to this, I want to right. provide this. And if you just think about that, that is more than 3 million meals provided to, to our neighbors. And, and, and that's something that really makes everyone at BSF very proud because we are making an impact. We are helping our community. And like you said, if you don't know, if you don't have a, a, a full stomach, if you don't know where your next meal is going to, if yeah. you suffer from food insecurity, it is hard to think about anything else. It is hard to think about any other needs when you don't know where your next meal is coming from. Absolutely. So you just talked a little bit about the impact that BASF has had, um, the, the number of meals or the equivalent that you've been able to, to produce um, on behalf of your efforts and the work of your employees and their volunteer efforts. You've got something really great going. <laughs> That's very clear. And this is something that you all have seemed to be doing for years. Is that right? That's correct. So how do you all evaluate the success of these efforts and keep that momentum going year after year? Well, we're a, a science-based company, so we believe in measuring and we believe in data and we measure everything that we do, as, as you can tell from the numbers that I was able to provide. Mm -hmm. We measure exactly the number of hours that our people are spending at the food bank. We measure exactly how much money is being donated by the employees through the, the virtual food drive, directly through donations that we do to, to the food bank and to Feeding America. So we measure everything and we share and we tell that story. We share that story with our employees, with our community, so that they know the impact that their work, that their volunteerism, that their money is having uh, in, in helping the community. It, it, it's amazing when you think about what has happened in this past year with COVID and the restrictions that people have been having to, to deal with in terms right. of not being able to, to do things. Of course, that had an impact in terms of volunteerism at the food bank as well. But right. it's amazing when I see the number of people that reached out to me and asked, hey, Otavio, I know that uh, there is now limited opportunities. Can you guide me? How can I continue to volunteer That's in great. this current environment? So that tells me the level of engagement that we're dealing with here, the, the level of engagement that we have across our population in North Carolina. I love that. I mean, it's got to be so rewarding, too, to have that sure. employee feedback and to let you know, hey, this is something that not just matters to you, but it matters to me. That's got to be a great feeling. It sure is. It, it, it makes me feel really good about what the work that we're doing and about the, the, the focus and the effort that we're putting towards it. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the how to piece here, because you know, a big piece of this podcast is, is education and making sure that our listeners can take this beautiful case study of BASF and, and learn from it and maybe implement some of the practices and the successes that you're having into their own organization so that they can become those bridge builders in their communities and in their community champions. So what are, what's your advice there? How, how can businesses start to make a difference similarly to BASF what are the foundations of starting a program similar to what you have um, at, at your organization? Well, I, I would say that during these times that we're living through right now, 
the need to feel connected, the need to be to, to feel part of the community becomes more and more mm -hmm. uh, taking space in people's minds and in people's hearts. So I, I think that finding a cause that is important and that is meaningful to your company, to your employees, is what really going to, to work. For us, hunger was something that was naturally a very good fit for BASF. Sure. Uh, and we have a, a high level of commitment from the BASF leadership and from the food bank to work together to create a healthier, more robust community. Again, the idea of finding something that is that meaningful, that significant for your business, for your employees, is what's going to be the most critical success factor. If you can find something that people will naturally want to be a part of, that they will naturally want to help, that they will naturally want to connect with, that is going to help on so many fronts. That means that yeah. it's going to help with your employee retention because the company, the people are going to feel that the company and their wants and their needs and their their, their thoughts and, and their feelings are aligned, right? It's going to help the community overall, which means it helps all of us. It's going to help the company also keep a sense of purpose, a sense of mission, which the main, also is, is something that helps overall with engagement. So there's so many different positive uh, results and positive effects that come from this level of engagement that to me any company that is not taking the time to to look at volunteerism to look at community engagement to look at community service they're missing a tremendous opportunity i agree octavio preach okay <laughs> just <you preach>. <laughs> <laughs> um, i think that you made some really great points there particularly examining your mission as a company and where that crosses with your employee interests. Um, that might be sort of the magical formula for, for finding an issue to champion successfully. Um, and it seems like BASF has done just that. So thank you for those sage words of advice there. Um, let, and let's get back to the particular hunger issue, um, food insecurity. Let's say that we have um, some listeners today who think, okay, this, this actually is an issue that we would like to get involved with um, at our organization. And we know it's gonna align with our employee interests as well. Um, how, how can they get involved? It's actually not hard. It's not hard at all. If they, if they are here in, in the area that is covered by the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina, mm -hmm. you can go to their website, foodbankcenc.org, and, and they can look at ways that they can engage today. It can be financially, it can be by volunteering their time. There's a number of different ways that people can engage. If they are outside of our area of service, they don't have to go hunting for what is the food bank that works for them. They can contact Feeding America directly. Okay. And Feeding America will help them identify uh, what is the, the, the right food bank. Or they can work directly with Feeding America if they have multiple locations. And what Feeding America does is they look at every donation that is made by employees of an organization and they direct it to the food bank that represents that geography where the zip code of the employee is. So Feeding America makes it so very simple for, for uh, companies to, to engage in, in helping the hunger issue. And it, it is uh, it is absolutely phenomenal. That's, that's perfect. And um, for our listeners, just to recap a little bit of what Octavio shared, um, he mentioned you can consult uh, foodbankcenc.org um, as well as Feeding America. So those are two great resources if this is a particular issue that you think resonates with your company. Um, 
Octavio, you mentioned earlier that you do chair the board for the Food Bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina. So can you just talk really briefly about how big a problem food insecurity is in North Carolina, particularly? It, it, it is a huge problem. And, uh, and it, let's face it, it actually has not gotten any easier with, mm. with, the, uh, right. with the pandemic. Right. The reality is that the number of our, uh, uh, of our neighbors that, food, that suffer from food insecurity has actually increased by more than 40% is what's estimated as a result of the pandemic. Oh my gosh, so, that just gave me chills. Oh my gosh. It is. And, and when you think about it, that the majority of these people are children. Right. That's the part that really makes it, uh, makes it really uh, a, a pressing issue to be, to be able to, to, to support. The, the way that the, the Food Bank of Central East North Carolina works is they have a mission that is a combination of three things. It's nourish people, build solutions and empower communities. Mm. The idea is that it's not enough to just, the traditional uh, philosophy, right? It's not enough to just give the fish. You have to right. help people how to fish, how to find solutions for themselves. So uh, we have uh, been more and more expanding the scope of what we do at the food bank from just feeding people on, at the line to helping shorten the line. Uh, and, and that uh, is one of the reasons why we actually we have named our new facility in Raleigh Hunger Solution Center. Mm. It is not about just distributing food. It's about solving the issue. Of right. Hunger. It's about finding ways to make food banks not necessary anymore. Right. Right. Our mission is to get ourselves out of this business. <laughs> Absolutely. If we can ever do that, that means that we have succeeded. Let's talk briefly, too, about just the overall impact that we have and that we see when organizations, corporations, whether they're huge like BASF or, or whether they're small businesses and organizations, when they get involved and start contributing their time, their money, their resources, what do you see, particularly in your, your position as chair at the food bank? How big an impact does that have when businesses get involved? It has a tremendous impact because businesses have the ability to provide, you know, you have individuals that can provide a share of their wealth and a share of their time. And that helps tremendously because there is a lot of power in numbers. But when businesses get involved, then we really see that getting potentialized to a different level. When you think about just the Food Bank of Center in East North Carolina, we cover 34 different counties. And in those 34 different counties, 185,000 children live in food insecure households. Oh, my gosh. So when you think about the potential impact that any organization, any business that connects with, with the food bank and decides to share and decides to provide resources, be them people, be them money, that's the, so that's the, the cause that they're helping, right? right? That's the impact that we're talking about. And the Food Bank of, of Central and Eastern North Carolina has actually been recognized by Charity Navigator as a very solid charity. Uh, 97 cents out of every dollar donated end up in food. Oh, wow. That is impressive. It, it is pretty impressive when you look at it. So to me, that's the kind of organization that you want to connect with. That's the kind of organization that you want to support because you know that your money is not going into administrative costs. The money is not going into right. you know, fancy uh, uh, campaigns. The money is going into the mission. The mission is to feed people. Right. 
Right. You mentioned earlier too that part of what BASF has done, um, particularly in light of the pandemic, is a, a virtual food drive. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that's something that is so germane to where we are now, still in the midst of the pandemic, people are still tentative about, you know, getting out and interacting face to face with others, even though that need might be there um, for, you know, hands on labor, hands on volunteerism, it can be hard. So talk a little bit about the virtual food drive option that folks can do. And Amy is actually a great option for anybody that wants to to, uh, to to help, wants to contribute, but doesn't want to have or doesn't have the, the, the time or the ability to put a lot of hands on time. Because the Feeding America provides an actually very easy to use tool to help run a virtual food drive. The tool can be sent to your internal team as a link. It can post, be posted to social media. Uh, and, and that way you can actually, you can see individually every donation that is done by by each person you can see as it's being populated you can see it popping in the list and you can see that that uh, engagement grow as every person makes a donation right and that's unique to your food drive so it's 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 replacing the traditional food driving sure. people will go to the grocery store sure. and buy the cans of food and all that and here's the biggest advantage of that is that instead of just taking whatever food people decide to buy and donate mm -hmm. this way, the food bank can actually focus that money and those resources towards what is needed by the community. Uh, you bring up, that, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. You go, you go no, ahead, Octavia. I was going to say, one of the things that the food bank of Central and Eastern North Carolina is known for is we have continuously year over year broken records in terms of how much of the food that we distribute is actually fresh food. Mm -hmm. which means you're giving more nutritious food to the people that need it. And that actually relates exactly to what I was about to, to ask you. So in, in my experience, volunteering with food banks, contributing to food banks, it seems like an issue that many sometimes struggle with is that they receive donations that can't necessarily be used. Um, or the wrong things are being donated. So I think that you make a great point about how the virtual option there can sort of bypass some of those challenges that you might see when people are you know, physically taking donations um, to, to the food bank um, or to a food drive. So thanks for, thanks for pointing that out. Um, I, I wanted to go back to, to one other thing that you mentioned real quickly, because it's definitely going to resonate with, with our listeners who are business professionals and executives. Um, you mentioned the employee retention piece and how having an initiative or a focus on a community issue can really promote employee retention, increase employee loyalty, engagement, and just make it so that employees feel like they have a home at work. Um, can you talk a little bit about how you're seeing that at BASF? I know you mentioned a little anecdote earlier about that employee who reached out to you and had asked, you know, if, if everything was going to be happening again this year in light of the pandemic. Um, but can you share a little bit more about what you're seeing on the employee front and how it does impact their loyalty, their engagement, and overall how they feel about BASF as an employer. Absolutely, Amy. It, it, it's actually much more than, than you could imagine because when I, I'm a firm believer that uh, if you think about your 24 hours of your day, uh, there are four 
areas that you choose where to, to put your focus or your time, right? You can put into your work life, you can put into your family life, you can put into your community, mm-hmm. or you can put into uh, uh, your uh, uh, personal interests, right? Right. Uh, so, and you only have 24 hours. So that size of the big bubble on the outside doesn't grow anymore. Uh, it, it is what it is. So you have to just choose to allocate that personally. And if you can find a way where some of your work life and some of your community engagement overlap, guess what? You have now created an opportunity for employees to be able to participate in something bigger, bigger sure. than their company, bigger than themselves, while still being part of the, uh, of the work community. So to me, it, it, it's it's something that is very connected with the whole concept of uh, EDI, right? Of, of uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Sure. If you bring things that people, different people, can come together and connect over, you now have created an environment where people feel that they are more included, that they feel that they are more connected, and that connectedness is what lends itself to an increased retention and to uh, increase attractiveness in terms of employment. That is so beautifully stated, and and I think that you've made a great case for any organization, whether large, medium, or small, in terms of their employee base, you've made a great case for why this is important, not just from a community benefit standpoint, but from an internal standpoint with employee retention and engagement. So, Octavio, I want to thank you for taking time today to talk with me and and share your insights with with our listeners. I think you've given our audience a lot to think about and a lot to walk away with. So thank you so much. No, thank you, Amy. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I'm always happy to, if there's anybody out there that wants to talk about, uh, I'm available and always happy to take anybody's calls or messages and uh, happy to to, uh, to hold their hand and, and help them find their way for their company and for their organization on how to engage in volunteerism and community support. Thank you. And to our listeners, again, this is Octavio Suarez. Global Head of Seed Supply Excellence at BASF Agricultural Solutions. Octavio, thank you so much. I hope you have a good one. Thank you, Amy. It's been a pleasure. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to this month's edition of the Business Playbook. At the NC Chamber, our mission is to research, develop, advocate, and communicate for solutions and policies that produce a nationally competitive business climate in North Carolina. For more information on how the NC Chamber can advocate for your business, visit ncchamber.com.